But like I was saying, um, man, yeah, it's like some crazy stuff I heard. Um, I was watching the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving, and um, did you know that Dak Prescott is actually um, named after his real name is Dakery Prescott, and um, he's like part of Dakery, um, Dak, like the New Orleans Dakeries. Mm-hmm. That's, that's named family. after. That's named. That's his family. Um, the Dakeries themselves are named after Dak Prescott. So, you know, there you have it. He's from money, I guess you would say. I guess one would say. So today they have their um, My NFL Cleats, My Cause, My Cleats. And on his cleats, he had an electric lemonade and a purple paralyzer, I think. I think he had both of those um, daiquiris. About your phone cutting and then you're gonna be like it's gonna have big gaps in between so get your shit straight get your yeah, shit I, together. I got it it's, it's been working for about a good minute now lot of people tell whoa welcome to the best friend weekend podcast this is your man aldo nice it's your boy raj smooth i like the way you came in it was kind of like real fast almost as if you knew what you was doing i mean from time to time i have a tendency to um to surprise some would okay. say some would say I surprised with how um, how on point I am from um, on occasion. Um, yeah. Is that before why y'all do any- your pencil? Yeah, I did just <laughs> correct. Before y'all do anything else, before this podcast even gets rolling this week, go to i uh, to Apple Podcast like right now. Give us the five star rating. <laughs> if Give you're not already feedback. listening on Apple like, Podcast, I mean you. No, I mean you. Re- you majority of the people who are listening are listening on Apple Podcast. Press pause. Give us five stars. Give us some feedback. It's crazy because so many people say, yeah, I went and did it, and it's tripping. I don't know if it's really tripping in real life, but it's showing like we don't have a lot of um, a lot of reviews, but I've literally seen at least 10 to 15 people write reviews, and it's only showing like six. So we need to fight back, America. Uh, <laughs> we need to get out here and support the Best Friend Weekend podcast um, in its entirety. We need all of the five stars. And copy um, Best Friend Weekend merch. Like, Best Friend Weekend merch is necessary around this time of year. Merch just being hats at this point, but get your dad hats, please. It's necessary. Raj, we was um home for the holidays, man. It was a ple- It was good seeing you, homie. It was good seeing you, too. I mean, I brought all of my studio equipment, and um, I, I assumed we were going to record a podcast on location. But um, I did get some feedback from some people who said, hey, I didn't like the homecoming podcast because the sound quality was weird. So that was one that we were trying to do on location with a bunch of people. And, you know, the sound quality was a little um a little different than what people are accustomed to. So um we chose not to record, obviously, when we were home for Thanksgiving. Um but I left my headphones at home, left all of my recording equipment. And uh it's been a travesty of a mockery of a sham for the last um for the last week or so, but we back at it, so that's a good thing, man. Did you enjoy your trip home? Of course, I enjoyed my trip home. Nothing, nothing dramatic happened. It's just a Thanksgiving trip home, full of food, full of smiles and hugs. You know, <laughs> you know how Thanksgiving goes. I have, a, I have, a, um, I have a good idea. Um, yeah, when I left my stuff at home, I left my uh, my headphones, and my mom found them, and I was like, "Hey, send them to me. I need my headphones back in Houston." 
So when she sent my headphones, she put it in like the mail, like USPS, in like a bag. Like not a box, a bag. I was <laughs> I was a little I was a little taken aback by that because um you know, I feel like that was um very dangerous on her behalf. I feel like they could have been broken into a billion pieces. That was my thought. I don't. Yeah, that's that's not cool. Mom's got to do better than that. She said she thought about it, but she got in. She was like, "I got insurance. I got fifty dollars of insurance on it." (laughs) That's that's uh, your mom boldface like half truth you. I'm not gonna call your mom a liar, but she half truth you because fifty dollar insurance is free. That that's what no, that's what she said. She didn't say it like she bought it. She was like, "I." The dude had asked her to put like more money to get more insurance, and she was just like, "Nah." I'm doing him a favor and sending it. So, whatever. That's it is what it is, man. I left my Apple Watch at home, and it's it's it, it's probably gonna be overnighted back to me in a, a bubble wrap and a big box with newspaper and peanuts. Yeah, nah, my mama not. She not with that. We we with that um frugal. You get it back to you the way it look. You're lucky it's getting back to you like that type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by mothers all over the place uh, during the holiday season, man. Like I said, anyway, it's good times. Good times, good fun, good people. There, um, while we were there, we actually had an opportunity to do a male baby shower. And that was interesting. What did you think about it, Raj? Uh, it was very interesting. Uh, it was actually the first baby shower that I've ever actively been a part of. Oh no, no! I was just waiting for you to continue to talk because you know. No, I, I talk no. I mean, I want to know. I mean, I guess my question. <laughs> I mean, you know, I no, just no, no, want to no. know what the podcast sounded like. Other than it, other than it, other than it being, um, you know, interesting for me because it was my first time. Um, it was awesome because for some reason we figured out that Tim was actually the glue that brought that brought all the team nice together. So it was nice to see everybody. It was unexpected. You know, people came from all over the country to attend, I feel like. And um, I would do it all over again. I never played male baby shower games before, and they were completely arbitrary on the spot, and it was the funnest thing that I've done all year. And I mean, some of it was probably because it was male baby shower. How much of it really was because all of our best friends were there? Like, (laughs) the whole crew was there in one place at one time. That doesn't happen Absolutely. Absolutely. It's you don't laugh the same way with other people, the same way that you laugh with your friends. So, uh, you know, definitely there was some camaraderie involved, but um, but it was still fun nonetheless. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not shortchanging it at all. It was fun because it was fun to me. And of course, it had to do with the fact that we had our friends there. Well, you you've never you said you've never been a, a baby shower, male, female or the other. I mean, I haven't been a female baby shower, but I've went to um, some like, you know, bachelor parties. And in the past, when I went to some bachelor parties, um, like, I got advice from girls about, like, the games they play at bachelorette parties so that, like, so we could devise games for the bachelor party. So, um, before I went to this baby shower, I asked the same question of young ladies. I was like, what what games do you play at, like, baby showers? Like, what do you do? I went to one at, the, at, at work before for, like, a coworker. So, it was, like, watered down. You know, it's a work um, baby shower. And they did something like that. You had to like maybe guess the circumference of her like belly, and then at the end like they they measured it with some like 
some measuring tape and was like, oh, this person was the closest to how big her belly is. Oh, shit. Turn up. Um, they were like some bobby pins or like some whatever clothes pins that people had on you and you had to like not do certain things or they would take your pins. I don't remember what it was, but they do things like that. That's what they do at female baby showers. I actually asked my sister and she said that some other things they do is they can't cross their legs. I don't. I don't know why, why. Why do you think they can't cross their legs at a female baby? So if they cross their legs, they got to take a shot? I, I'm assuming, but why can't they cross their legs? Was that a question? Yeah, I mean, it was a question. I'm, ask, I'm asking you, why can't they cross their legs? Why do you think that's a thing? I don't know. Well, that's a good answer. I that's have a, no an idea. intelligent answer. So um, another thing they do is they, they pull out diapers, and they have a smell game with diapers where they put, like, caramel and chocolate and different things, syrup and diapers. So and very... Very doo-doo-like substances. Doo-doo-like substances. And they um, let you smell it and try to guess what's inside of diapers. Um, I thought it would be really good if you did put shit in one of them. And then was like... (laughs) Who's shit? (laughs) Just shit. Like shit. And it was like, oh shit, this this one is shit, for real. Like, no, this one's dope. Here's an anatomy question for you. Where does baby shit go? What do you mean, where does it go? Like fetal shit. Oh, as they're like in the, the womb and stuff? Mm-hmm. This is just mixing with the the mother? I don't even know I don't if they know. I don't know if they shit, but that was kind of that was kind of a little different. This is a little bit of different of a question. But yeah, um <laughs> poop questions are always weird. Yeah, they are. Um, how about male baby showers though? We had our male baby showers, so we kind of thought about games that we could play, and like you said, the games ended up being kind of spontaneous. My favorite game that we played was When You Meet the Daddy. Did you like When You Meet the Daddy? I liked it. it, it, That really wasn't the name of the game, though. I mean, it's the name of the game now. No. The name of the game was When You Meet the Daddy, because you ain't met the daddy yet. (laughs) (laughs) That, 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 that That makes it a true statement, yes. So, this game is to be always, you have to um, act as though. In some cases, it's the truth. Some cases, it's not. But you have to act as though you've never met the daddy before. And then you have to um, be prepared for how you will respond to the daddy. So I think we should... Um, I, I mean, it was spontaneous then. It can be spontaneous now. Who wants to be the um, the baby daddy? And who wants to be the daddy of the baby mama? Either way, it's interesting. So I don't... Okay, I think we can go either way. I want to I wanna be, be, be the one who's about to have a baby. So you get to be the daddy right now. How you how you how you doing, sir? Um, my name is Aldo. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, don't walk in my house. I'm gonna introduce myself to you first. I don't know what's wrong with these. <laughs> young boys I'm sorry, 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 sir. Now, what you said your name was, sir? My name is Aldo. So your name is Aldo. Yes, yes, sir. Your first name is Al, and your last name is Do. <laughs> no, sir. That was funny, but um, no, it's just... oh, so you're you're a little, little smarter. Okay, I see where you're going with it. Now, um, <laughs> now. Uh, how you how you and my daughter met? Oh well, um, we you know we worked together. Uh, we Our worked, sons. We were we worked together for a while, and uh, you know you know we just we we kicked it off. Kicked it off, right? I see yeah. that. Yeah, look like a good nice nice long field goal you uh, you scored there, huh? <laughs> well, I used to be a kicker, sir. Okay, is that right? Is that right? Well, I hear kicking ain't easy. So um. <laughs> So now, uh, since you didn't already uh, kill my daughter, um, <laughs> explain to me now how you what you gonna do next. 
You, you, well, sir, we're gonna we gonna we both grown ups, so we gonna um we gonna we gonna figure it out. We like we're young and we're gonna figure it out. Are we gonna figure it out, huh? <laughs> okay. So um, but now when you say figure it out, does that mean that you gonna marry my daughter? I mean, or that's that mean the, y'all gonna. That's a possibility, but um. Okay. I'm, okay. We, all we, right. All right. All right, brother. Because I didn't <laughs> think I I was that that was the most important question I had for you. Now let's move on. Now what you now what you what you were saying? I was just I was just saying it's a possibility, but you know, mm-hmm. I can't make no promises in that in that regard. Now, is that right? Yeah, I is thought that... we was on the same page just then about um. Uh, I mean, yeah, we were kind of on the same page. I just I like the the possibility, but I don't know if I like the rest of it. <laughs> you know. Well, well, sir, um, it, it, it's a pressure to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a to me. <laughs> I gotta get back, gotta get back over here, but um, around my people. So um, okay, all right. Well, I tell you what, take care. Come back. <laughs> come back, come back now, here. Yeah? My, my brother-in-law supposed to be uh supposed to be here next weekend. Why don't you come back then? <laughs> That's when they're supposed to let him out. I want to be the daddy, man. <laughs> I want to be the daddy. Can I be the daddy for a second? Of course you can. Let me be the daddy, man. <laughs> Uh, how, how you doing? How you doing, that son? I'm doing fine, sir. Uh, what's your name? What's your name again? How? Because we, because we, because we've never met to this point. Um. Well, my name is my name is Raj. Your name is Raj, huh? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um. Did you not think it was okay? You should have called me like um at some point over the last you know up sir, until this have, this baby shower. I didn't have your uh I didn't have your phone number, sir. Do you have my daughter's number? I mean, I have your daughter's number. Yeah. You better have my daughter's number. You got my daughter's number, though. Number. That's great. Of course I have your daughter's number. Okay. Okay. But, um, so you, you, neither one of you or her thought it would be a good idea to give me a call. Well, sir, I can't answer for her. But like I said, I don't have your number, so, um, I need, you know what I'm well, saying? Well, let's if get off the just number. I'm here now. Um, n- excuse me? Excuse me, son? I said uh, if we can just ho- hang the phone up a little bit or something. Hang the phone up, huh? That's a, that, that's 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 what that's what you on, huh? That's what that's no, that's what on. that was. That was somebody on my Bluetooth Bluetooth earpiece. All right, now what you were saying, sir? <laughs> we 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 clearly not we we clearly not on the same page right now. So um, I, I thought we was I thought we was meeting in person, but right now you got me like we meeting on a headphone. See your whole meeting. No no no. Dynamic. I'm in I'm in I'm in the front of you, sir. I just I had I had somebody that called in. I had to I had to tell him I'll call him back, but I'm listening to you. So, um, your intentions with my daughter are what? Well, um, you know, if, you know what I'm saying, sir? I, I don't know if you want me to be honest with you or if you just want me to give you the politically correct. Well, we're putting all our cards on the table. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty late to, um, to try to beat around the bush at this point, young, young man. All right. Well, so after, after I had already done beat around the bush, I figured, um, you know, I will kind of just wait and see, you know, um, the damage is already done. Um, you know what I'm saying? I I I don't know what's next. Why you but, thought uh, you could? Uh, why you thought you could? Um, you could just be raw dogging my daughter. Well, she asked me to raw dog her one, <laughs> and um, and you know she also asked me. You know what I'm saying? You know how it go. She asked me for that too. So I figure, I figure we were straight. You know, you know. So you fit? You fit? You was straight. She asked for yeah. it. But we got a little blessing coming, you know, so a little miracle. You didn't think you could have pulled out? 
Which, like I said, sir, um, you know, that's what, she, you know, that was what was requested of me. So um, <laughs> I figured, you know, I'll follow suit. You never heard of Plan B, son? A um, morning after? Well, sir, like I said, is when she was, when she was. So you're saying it's my daughter's fault. Is that what you're trying to ask. say? Well, that's what it is because it's not plan A already had happened and then plan B is supposed to be on her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the the views expressed by Aldo Nice and Rice Move do not um, necessarily represent the views of Best Friend Weekend <laughs> or all of the characters in this story were made up. We <laughs> completely, <laughs> completely, completely made up. <laughs> Not based on real events. Not at based all. on true stories in the least bit. Oh, um, so some other good games we played were. Um, I mean, but what are some other good games? I know we they had a couple of good pregnancy scare stories, but we weren't going around in like a little round table talking about pregnancy scares. But um, there no, were it was only the ones that actually had pregnancy scares. <laughs> what not do you all mean? of us. Yeah. Well, not all of us had pregnancy scares. But I mean, it wasn't like a, we was all sitting there like, okay, your turn, pregnancy scares. It was like a lot, it was a fluid conversation going amongst people, and I heard that conversation happen a few times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was also just you know, let's just uh let's eat all the food. We ate, mm-hmm. I think all the men ate every single piece of food, and then the women was like feed the food to the hogs, the leftovers. That yeah. was a fun game. Um, I think a game that we should play, should have played, um, is any guy who had a baby. That already had a child that was with us. We should have played um, Raw Dog or Rubber Bus, and I think that would be a good um, bachelor party game, where you'd be like, "All right, bam, I had a baby," and then you got to guess if it was Raw Dog or Rubber Bus, and everybody had to guess, and then he told the answer, and whatever the answer, whoever was wrong, got to take a shot. Hmm. Hmm. Male bachelor, male, male, um, baby shower game. Do you think that that one could be a? Okay, uh, uh, absolutely. If you got a, if you got a room of scumbags, but you know, <laughs> we, absolutely. But for the most part, this wasn't a room or uh, garage of uh, or carport of of scumbags. It was all pretty stand up gentlemen. You know, everyone got a, you know, either married or or has a girlfriend or something like that. You know, and even the single guys. You know, we don't myself included don't don't really have children so uh, i'd like to think um that most of them was planned you know what i'm saying not planned per se but not rubber bus not rubber bus i would think not I would rubber think, bus i would think rubber bus would be a hard, a hard like <laughs> i would think i would say raw dog should be the answer for everybody cutting in that scenario but you know, oh yeah, if you get a if you get a team of scumbags in there, you know. You might have some rubber bus. Absolutely. <laughs> scumbag I think that would be more scumbag women if you got a rubber bus. If rubber bus is the answer, then that's usually kind of she's got something. Cause y'all wearing a condom, so y'all both kind of don't want that eventuality because you're using a condom. And then if you do happen to rubber bus and she gets pregnant, yeah. There's, you know like what you I just said. You know there's what like I some like? Plan B. It's a bunch of other stuff that could happen there. You know what I like? That is a that is a insult. So you know, I like douchebag, scumbag, piece of shit, right? Yeah. You know, you'd be like, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah. You fucking douchebag. You fucking scumbag. 
You fucking rubber bus. <laughs> rubber bus. You fucking. That's a. That's a. That's a terrible insult. Like that yeah. is. That would make somebody feel bad. They used to call people slip of the rubbers. I heard that before. Accidental non pullout. So, but those are two different things, right? An accidental non pullout is like a raw dog, and a slip of the rubber is a rubber bus. And you don't really want to be a rubber bus, cut. Yeah, you're right. That is insulting. Whoa, Whoa welcome to the Sex Education Podcast. <laughs> I'm MC Rubber Bus. <laughs> <laughs> MC Rubber Bus. <laughs> and I'm uh I'm a DJ Never Pull Out. Never Pull Out. <laughs> some other some other standard games is you could always um give DJ shots for Power. yeah <laughs> you could always. Do shots for saying particular words and um, talk about common kills. Those things happen all the time. Um, but in the in the spirit of, you know, Best Friend Weekend and where we usually are and what we usually do, current events and stuff of that nature, we back at it. We've been talking about hashtag Me Too for some weeks. And um, it's finally really come. The chickens have come to roost to the black community today. Today, Russell Simmons was the latest hashtag me tour. He stepped down from his companies today. Is that what we calling him now? A me tour? I mean That's a good name for him. Yeah, we could actually make that stick. Me tour. Yeah. The me tours. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, the, people don't really they're not really I mean after it was um whatever, Matt Lauer earlier this week, they thought it was like, oh shit, Matt Lauer, wow, he's kinda upstanding. And now they're going back through all his interviews. Look, he was flirting right. Like, it's funny because it's like all of the shit that was cute little flirting on like TV. They go back and like, oh, you a sexual harasser? Now they go back and like, nah, that wasn't cute. You talking about, is that Matt Lauer from um, Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2? Matt Lauer. <laughs> not Matt. La- no, no. Not, <laughs> not Mike Lowry. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Now that's Mike. Mike. Know. But actually... That's his first cousin. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Matt Lauer and Mike Lowry. Um, and but anyway, so Russell. I mean, I'm, I'm curious. They say he stepped down from his companies, like um, from his from his role. Like, what the hell is Russell Simmons' real day job, and what does it really accomplish? Like for him to step down. I, I'm like I'm thinking about that. Like with Harvey Weinstein's well, and all the rest of these people. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, fat form is still thriving. Um. So uh, <laughs> I went. I looked. Uh, I actually checked. Do you know what um what uh Russell Simmons is? I struggle with apostrophe s's at the end of s's, um words that end with s. Anyway, Russell Simmons is um net worth is. No, no. What is it? You didn't see? Nope. Can tell. Please so, tell me. I think the word billion is getting a little. So let's go take it back to millions. Is uh it's three hundred forty million dollars. Okay. That's a lot of net worth yeah so he you know when they say he stepped down from his companies i don't know what companies he stepped down from but if he were to step down with 340 million dollars in his pocket i'm not a dummy i know he doesn't have that noise net worth but just for the sake of the conversation 340 million dollars he's doing all right but i feel that way about everybody though raj i feel like all of the harvey weinsteins and the matt lowers and um like any and everybody who's really, really famous, who's like Louis C.K., they step away and they're like, some of them have to, gonna probably have to come back. Like a Louis C.K., let this, let it blow over. You're a comedian, you come back. Even Matt Lauer maybe come back on some other lesser network and do the news. 
But my thing is, like, people like Russell Simmons and Harvey Weinstein, who got that dodo, they just walk away. You just retire, right? Don't you just retire at this point? And, like, I, people no, don't like I, me anymore. I think you consult. I think oh. that's what you do. You consult. So, like, you're still a part of the company. But yeah. you're step, you step down. So you let someone else do the, you know, be the, the, the head of chair. The face, and then, right? And then you just make money. Not as much, maybe, but money nonetheless. What I do admire, if you will, I guess, I guess um, I, it's kind of weird to say, but whatever, for what it's worth. What I do admire about Russell Simmons is that literally, no, that literally he did, but I'm not going to say that. But he took it on the chin. <laughs> He, um, you know, he was like, look, in a, you know, I was in a different headspace in a different time in my life and I made some mistakes and I'd like to say that I apologize and I'm going to step down from my companies. And I'm pretty sure a lot of, you know, people would say that he's only apologizing because he got caught, be as it may, at least he didn't deny it. You know, like at least he didn't say I didn't do that. I no, think I mean, he admitted to it and then apologized and then, you know, for what it's worth, he stepped down. I think I'm, I think I'm, yes and no, because you do know that that was the second allegation, right? I mean, oh, it was the third. You, it was the, oh, third, it was the third. So the one I heard was the one like a week or two ago. And for the people out here who don't know, you know, we, we like to give a little bit of um, context to these stories. So I'm going to do a little bit of reading. Let you know about the two Russell Simmons, um, the the most recent two, with um the first one was with um Carrie Clausen um Kaligi or something. You know we don't know how to pronounce anything on this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Phonics, um and who was a former model, and basically she claims that Simmons, who would have been thirty four at the time, and this happened in nineteen ninety one, sexually assaulted her when she was seventeen in his apartment while director Brett Ratner sat and watched. They took her to dinner one night in 91 and Mr. Chow in New York and then back to Simmons' apartments to show her a music video they'd been working on. Two guys, one girl. Quickly, Simmons became making ag- began making aggressive sexual advances, yanking off her clothes, she said. I looked over <coughs> at Brett and said, help me. And That's I'll never forget that. probably why he's always face. wearing a Yankees hat. Right? <laughs> Stop it. Because <laughs> he yanks stuff off. So... She said she'd never forget the look on his face. In that moment, the realization fell on me that they were in it together. Kaligi said that Simmons, who was about twice her age, tried to force her to have intercourse. I fought it wildly, she said. He eventually relented and coerced her to perform oral sex, she alleged. I guess I just acquiesced. Feeling disgusted, she went to take a shower. Minutes later, she alleges, Simmons pulled up behind her in the shower and briefly penetrated her without her consent. She said she jerked away and then he left. It hurt so mm. much. So that was that was story one that I heard about a week ago. Honestly, I walked away from that story feeling like, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Roger, on that story? It's a um, wild little uh, story. All no, of these is, stories be crazy. wild. Yeah, no, and, and it, the fact, you know, he had his accomplice and it, they looked like they was, you know, taking down the town at one point in time. Um, to me, the the key sticking point, pun intended, is briefly penetrated. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that's, that's, that's hard to do. Uh, so, like, there's always, there's always some, you know, little, little nuances of the story that make me go, mm, okay, 
Um, what does briefly penetrated mean? But uh, but I'm with you. You know, I tell you. No, you're not I with her. You. You're not with her. Because what you're doing right there is you're picking the part of the story that doesn't really make that much sense. And then you're kind of like, it kind of casts doubt on a lot of the story. No, it does cast doubt. But so I, that, I, mean, I, still, I still believe her. Like, I still believe her because, like I said, Russell Simmons didn't deny it. So I believe her and I believe it happened. No, Russell Simmons did deny it. He did deny that one. No, he denied Tanya Reed. Oh, no, he did, no, he was basically, he wasn't that, uh, Kerry Clawson when he was basically saying his recollection is not that it took place like that that night. He didn't deny that they had intercourse, but he denied that that stuff she said happened the way she said it happened. Like, mm-hmm. like the thing that for me on that little story that I just read is that he eventually relented and coerced me to perform oral sex. So basically you're at the house with coerced. him watching this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like you're at this house with, with a guy watching a movie. And he's trying to take your clothes off, and you're like, no, no, no. That's wrong, right? No, no, no is no, no, no means no means no means wrong. Mm-hmm. But if he stops and says, hey, okay, I'm not going to do that shit anymore. I'm not. Okay, I'm sorry. I went over the line. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm relenting. But if you come off some of that dome, dough. Like, but if you give me some head, though, like, that would I'm be not cool. going to. That would be like, I mean, we would both kind of like it. Like, I think you would like to give me some dough. While mm-hmm. my homeboy, um, Brett Ratner, watches. I think you would like that. Something about, I don't know, something. And, and you know, and I know, and I know, and I know, and I know that power is a motherfucker. And I know that when sometimes people feel mm-hmm. scared and do things like Mystical went to jail for those years for raping some head. Because he made that woman... Um, give him oral sex because she stole all that money from him and he, that's what he went to jail for, um, his manager or whomever. Um, so I get, but I think there was a gun involved in that scenario. So no gun. I don't know, man. It's just, that's the part in the story that kind of made it kind of like, I don't know. The story's kind of weird to me. It's weird because he caught, I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I don't coerce him for a head. I don't know. I mean, it could, you know, and it maybe because I feel like that makes every one of coerce. us guilty. Maybe that's what it is. Then if not, maybe she then didn't every know what the word coerce means. Raj, if that's the case, then fine. If not, then pretty much ninety-eight percent of men on earth are 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 guilty of coercing somebody into some hate. No, because you know what coercing essentially <laughs> is in Team Nice Talk. Piecing them down. Piecing them up. <laughs> I pieced it out for some head. Like, she didn't want to give me some head, and I piece it out. Like, that's... That's... I'm I'm so happy that I didn't even have to... That it was a zero guess involved with... Like, that... I was reading a book earlier. (laughs) And this was for my actual job. on Like, teaching in a culturally responsive way. And it was talking about kids coming up with their own, um, like, dictionaries of, like... Their urban, the way they talk at home versus what's the academic language. And that is like the funniest example. Piece them up, coerce. Like, that's the same thing. Like, synonymous. Synonymous. Those are synonymous. Like, if you go to thesaurus.com and there's coerce, you type in the word coerce, piece them up <laughs> is a, a, a complex uh, and- synonym. And for those of y'all who aren't from anywhere close to where we're from, we get the term piece them up. You can probably imagine that from the term mouthpiece. Oh, that boy got that mouthpiece. Oh, yeah, he, he's able to speak in a way that's, you know, that's, and, and that's a, sly. And, a, and 
a very smooth talker. You you have a right. mouthpiece. You got a silver tongue. You got the mouthpiece. So you say piece him up. A very convincing, a very convincing tongue. <laughs> so that was Russ's that was Russ's second one, but I'm gonna read the one that came out today, which also happened in 1991. Um Ginny Lume, I think it is. Um she was a writer. And basically this is her story. I got in a car with you, and she's talking about Russ. The driver began to drive. I assumed you knew where I lived because you had sent 250 balloons, but I gave the driver my address on 19th Street and 2nd Ave. You said to the driver, no. I didn't understand, so I said, Russell, question mark. I said again to the driver, 19th Street. Again, you said, no. Then the car doors locked. It was loud. The noise made me jump. From there, Lumet described the dread she experienced in the minutes leading up to being dropped off at Simmons' apartment, alone with Simmons himself. Once in the apartment, Lumet explains the moment Simmons allegedly forced himself on her in the elevator after she told him, wait. He didn't respond to her apparent call to stop his advances, and eventually she went into the apartment with Simmons, where she felt she was required to perform sexual acts to ensure her safety. That was her story. That's the one where he stepped down from. Something about that story just seems a lot scarier to me. Like, it seems like, damn, Russell Simmons. That don't sound like no shit I would do. Like, and I don't want to put myself out there as far as my past and other stuff that we, me and my friends might have did in the past. But sometimes you look at some of these stories of these harassment or these um, assault allegations. You're like, man... I, you know, if you squint your eyes, it might look like some stuff that guys might have did in the past who just weren't that famous, and you know, we just thought they was trying to trying to make something happen. That story, that sounded fucking creepy. Yeah, I don't know. Had a, he had a he had a plan. I think whenever there's like conspiracy involved, instead of like you know spontaneity, yeah, it, that's when it becomes weird. Like whenever it literally whenever you're thinking. You have time, you have not thinking, but you have time to think about the plan. What I'm going to do. All right, I'm going to get in a car. I'm a, She's going to tell me to bring her to her house or whatever. She's going to tell me to bring her somewhere, expecting to go somewhere else. But I'm going to actually just drive her to my house. And there's no such thing as Uber yet. So she's fucked. So I'm I'm going to go up to the, she's going to bring up to the apartment. And she got her. She, what's she going to do? Who's she going to call? It's 91. She ain't even got no cell phone. Yeah, she don't have no cell phone. So you just drop off. Oh, you going to go walk down the road to the 7-Eleven and and get on the payphone? Like, what you going to do? Oh, you want to call somebody? Come up to the spot. I got a phone up there. Yeah, in 91, that could be a a very, very scary scenario. Now, you could just be like, hey, come come get me. Like, while you're in the car. Like, hey, look, Russell is tripping in this car. He won't drop me. Chill out, chill out. Hang up the phone. Hang up the phone. I'm going to drop you. I'm going to drop you. And that's what it would be, that's right? That's it. Yeah, I'm going to get on Facebook Live right quick. Hey, Russell's trying to rape me. Here's <laughs> Russell Simmons right here. He's trying to rape me. And then that's a wrap. You're going home. He's going to send you home. Yeah. Oh, no, I wasn't trying. <laughs> girl, you silly, girl. Girl, yeah. 19th Street. 19th Street. Take us to 19th Street. <laughs> we, was go- we was going to 19th Street. Ask the driver. Ask the driver. Yeah, yes, sir, Mr. Simmons. We was going to 19th Street. 19th Street, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know, Cutting. Um, yeah, something about that story just is worse. And both of those stories took place in 91. Um, so he's 34 at the time. I just got finished being 34. So, like, you know, 
I understand the mind of a 34-year-old, um, but I was just kind of thinking about what things happened in 1991 that could have had Russell in a headspace where he felt like he was able to just coerce his way and in some in some cases plan and 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 make situations happen where he could end up in these scenarios um and these are some of the top things that happened in 91 and you just tell me which one might have had something to do with russell's russell's um way of thinking um might it have been that rodney king was beat on march 3rd was this some kind of a retribution you know retaliation against, yeah uh, mm-hmm. you know because these you know white yeah. women possibly yeah no not that one mike tyson got arrested for raping desiree washington maybe you know it was like influence. hey could have been could have been yeah, a, a you know, idol we don't like women jeffrey dahmer was arrested in wisconsin for eating boys eating a bunch of boys eight mm. hey, there's a lot of evil so boys. far there's a lot of evil in the world in clarence clarence thomas got popped for sexual harassment with anita hill but interestingly enough until you said that, I always thought it was Anita Baker. <laughs> Interestingly enough, he still got on the Supreme Court, right? So, at the end of the day, sexual harassment, sexual harassment, it doesn't really fucking matter, right? Like, it doesn't matter now, it didn't matter then. You can grab him by the pussy, you can um, have sex with 15-year-olds, you could be Roy Moore, you could be Donald Trump. Like, you could be Clarence Thomas, you could be Bill Clinton. It doesn't really matter in politics. But it seems to matter more with celebrity than with politicians. Like, we let our politicians get away with that shit. But we don't necessarily let our celebrities get away with it. We don't want them on our TV. Two other things that happened that year. Um, no, I'm sorry, I lied. I only got one more. Magic Johnson announced that he had that gangster. So, um, those were the things that happened in 91. Do any of those look like what Rus- had Russell feel in a kind of way? I think it was a big culmination of just evil. Evil you know, in 91. It's just 91 was just an evil year. <laughs> so, that's, you know, that's what happened. You know, if you take 91 and split it, it would be 19 and 91. And if you switch the other 9-1, it would be 19 and 19. And you know what Russell Simmons didn't do? Stop on 19th Street. He took that woman to his house and <laughs> he and he gaffled her and he made her feel like she was, she was, it was that's, necessary. That's pretty, that's pretty clever of you. That's pretty clever. You know, if you take 19 and 1991 uh, and you split it also, you split it again. Yeah, and then you eliminate one of the nines and take the one and put it on the back of the other ninety-one, and just get what she, what she couldn't call. <laughs> nine one one. Call. Nine one one. She couldn't call nine one one. She couldn't call Oh no, she couldn't call nine one one. Yeah, this is because it was nineteen ninety-one, and she didn't she didn't have a phone to do so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm sure something right, so, like that happened in 1911 too. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did, man. I'm pretty sure it happened when she was 19 too. The um another question <laughs> right, What is Russ's lasting gift to the culture? If you could pick one thing that Russ left the culture, what would it be? You got buku options. I know what mine. The rush the rush card. You going with the rush car? Rush car. <laughs> is the rush car still a thing? Rush car is a thing. A lot of people get their direct deposit on their rush card. I would assume that if I watch BET, I'd know that. They probably still have commercials on BET. I, 
Like, well, I don't know that because I don't because I watch B. My TV never goes to BET, but I know that because I work with people that have direct deposit, and they don't have a bank account, so they have a rush card. And is it are are these black people? No, I'm not gonna put my people out like that. It's all it's all kinds of people. No, I'm serious. That, people I was really- that are in a rush. No, I was really asking that. The more, I guess, really what I was asking was... Yeah, it's do more people, black people, do of people, course. No, no. Do people who aren't black get a rush card? Maybe. <laughs> I've never seen one. I feel like it would be off of a recommendation, though, from a black person. Hey, get this card. Okay. Don't get that one. Get this one. Because... I mean, we we could argue... We could argue that um, that about a rush card. Or it being fat form. Um, being his biggest um, <laughs> contribution. Or baby fat like by association but um and i'm not gonna even say it's def jam i would say russ's um lasting gift to the culture was crush groove which was like my absolute favorite movie growing up as a kid which was the movie about the beginnings of def jam but what i thought was so clever and funny about the movie rick rubin was in the movie playing rick rubin run dmc were in the movie playing run dmc LL Cool J was in the movie being LL Cool J. Curtis Blow, Sheila E, The Fat Boys, and I'm and I'm saying all of these right off the top of my head because I remember this movie vividly. Oh, you can eat. It was this was this was a this was a classic movie for me as a kid. All of these people were in there, and it was like the birth of Def Jam, the movie. The one person I left out was Russell Simmons, because he wasn't in the fucking movie. He let Blair Underwood play him. That <laughs> he got like the little young, hot, sexy black actor of the time to play him in the movie, and everybody else played themselves. Well, maybe he can't act. <laughs> it's not that he can't act. He's vain, and he's Russell Simmons, and he out here and he's taking rich. it. <laughs> Look, we gonna have a movie, the Team Nice movie, and I'm letting all y'all boys play y'all, and and Idris Elba playing me off top. That's how we rocking. Uh, who would play you? That's who. That's who gonna play you, Idris Elba. No, I mean, um, I'm just saying. I just threw. I threw a person out there. I mean, I don't know. Def- definitely, if we do throw the team nice movie. You you want um, Nick Cannon to be you? No, absolutely not. Michael <laughs> Michael J White. Michael oh, J. Oh, Michael White J. Is White. No, yeah. you would. You I, I I feel like you could Michael Michael B. Jordan could play you. I want Michael J. White. You want a big swole cat? <laughs> you want a big swole cat playing you? Hey, he do karate and shit. Yeah, that's who I want. That's what Spawn. He wants Spawn to play you. Spawn I'm okay with. Playing. I'm okay blood, with the with the last. Bone. I'm okay with the last gunslinger. Dr- Stringer Bell playing me. I can have myself playing me. He's got to grow him a beard, and then um, he could play me. But I'm sure in Hollywood you can grow a beard like a weekend. Me. I'm going Michael J. White. Michael J. White. Michael B. Jordan's a good one, too, but Michael J. White's my number one. But Michael, my, I feel like, nah, I just feel like I just ever gonna outact him. So, like, my little role gonna be live in the movie. <laughs> you might have your shirt off more times in the movie. That's all I'm saying. They better not, they better not have a fight scene between me and me. It better not be your, better not be your birthday <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> if it's a fight scene, I'm getting that ass whooped. Oh, Michael J. White, don't matter if it's if it's built into the script for you to win, I'ma still win because I'm Michael J. White. <laughs> well, there you go, man. Then I, I guess so. So who gonna play blue? Wesley Snipes? Then he can help me fight. I just picked the blackest person. Blue, this blue podcast brought Wesley to you Snipes. by by Blue.
Um, <laughs> Buka be Wesley Snipes. There you go. Tim we would got... be Tim would be um, Keenan from Keenan and Care. Uh, <laughs> Lawrence would be Terry Crews. No, Lawrence would not be Terry Crews. He'd be Terry <laughs> Crews. <laughs> and uh, Lawrence would be Kevin Jay- Hart. Lawrence would be Kevin Hart, though. You'd have to no, be. no, 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 no. <laughs> Terry Crews, and That's then, funny. um, and then Jay Harris. Jay Harris would be, um, he'd be the Rock because he's funding the movie. So he'd be the Rock. He'd be, he'd be I mean, the, rock. the Rock. He'd be the Rock. <laughs> Since we're just doing whatever the fuck we want to do with our movie, like oh, Russell Simmons. <laughs> Which one? Who Los? Who Los gonna no. be? No, <laughs> no, I forgot his name. I forgot the guy's name. Los could be it's in the okay. movie too, man. <laughs> we'll think about that and hit him up in a second but um you had a couple more things i mean we we're not pushing up against it but i want to stop talking about russ for a second let's um you talked a little bit about you actually sent me something you was like i want to talk about hashtag black grammys i don't know what the fuck you're talking about man you talk about it and then maybe i'm gonna be able to chime in but i had no clue because when i googled black grammys i found out that that's an actual event that takes place like in march of every year and it was like the third annual this year what, what the fuck is black grammys mm-hmm. uh give me a second here i want to read it to you i wish you wouldn't have just sparked it on me so so quickly uh-uh. you know what i'm saying i was pulling a rust um the thing is like i thought that when you said black Grammys, that um, no, so you are talking about the thing that um, that I'm talking I was... about the gr- nope, I'm talking about the Grammys. But you put black Grammys. Hold on, give me a second here. I'm I'm coming with. I got my article. I want to read. You know, are you always reading articles and shit? No, I just be reading. Read I be off the top of my head, me personally. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. And when yeah, and the other thing, when I Google black Grammys, it was like a song with like Ray Shrumman or or like somebody I don't know or Kanye. Somebody had a song called Black Grammys. Like or maybe it was Meek Mills or Wale. God damn, I just named like the whole hip hop community. But somebody had a song called Black Grammys, and that um that came up as well. So I wasn't sure what the hell you was referring to. So so hopefully you so get me straight. Apparently my article got got deleted. But here's the thing: for album of the year, it was either for album of the year or for for you know best artist, whatever. It's all black people. It's not all black people. There's there's no white people. Hmm. So, the biggest quote, the best quote of 2017 comes from No ID, which is Jay-Z's producer. Mm -hmm. And this is what he said. He said, what they call urban culture is now pop culture. Sometimes the weather changes, the seasons change. We're just in a season where the world loves this culture of music. Now everybody's doing it. And some people just have been doing it longer. And so they're just better. Childish Gambino is a master. Kendrick Lamar is a master. Those are not just black people. Those guys are great. So what, what I meant by hashtag black Grammys and what I wanted to talk about was the fact that pop culture right now, of course we know it, and it's been like that for a while in my eyes, but it has never been so much. Pop culture is black culture. Black hmm. culture is, is, is pop culture right now. That's what it is. You can even you can even hear essences of it in country music nowadays. Like country music, country music isn't all about my dog died, my girl left me anymore. It's you know, I'm turning up, I'm mm. doing crazy stuff. You know, like whatever it is, whatever I'm, whatever whatever's going on in the black world at the time, I'm dunking on people. So 
I'm that's what I meant dice. by black. <laughs> I'm shooting <laughs> dice in the, on the block. <laughs> I thought you would have. I thought you would have. Uh, I thought you would have. Okay. Wind of so it. the only thing. No, the only thing I had heard was that. Um. Um. What's his name? See, I obviously have no notes on this part, but um. 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 um, um Q-tip was mad that their last album wasn't nominated for a Grammy. And I, I read a little article about that. And um, I had some people online who um, were saying that we should stop looking to other cultures for affirmation for what we do. Like, we should look at ourselves and say, hey, our work was great. The black community rocks with it. So why would you even care that we're not represented in the Grammys? So when you said that hashtag black Grammys, I was thinking in my head that it was some sort of a... Like we were being we were being passed over on the Grammys, not the opposite of it. So that's news no. to me. That's no, news no, no, because that because it's always been that we've been passed mm-hmm. over. Last year, Adele won with like to me what was a lackluster album. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about it, but I know I woke up one out of a out of a. I'm gonna um, let you finish, but um, Beyonce had the best album ever. Yeah, I woke up out of a nap and I started. Beyonce had like an HBO video special on every single song off Lemonade, and mm-hmm. it's Beyonce. But apparently Adele is Adele, so Adele won. Yeah. Um, and so it was like a travesty, you know, like it's it's widely known as a travesty that Adele won over Beyonce last year. So like this year, it's almost like they tried to fix things. You know, it's almost like oh, okay. It's almost like they pulled a moonlight. Right, yeah, like we just, we're going to give it to, you know, we're not going to even put nobody white in there. Yeah, so y'all can't even, but they might give it to the person. you saying that it's like, it's not just black people though, right? Like who is Bruno Mars in it or something? Bruno Mars is in it for his uh, his album. Jay-Z, of course, is in it. Why is Ed Sheeran um, not in it? Ed Sheeran's the truth. Because that man white, they can't give it to that man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be 2016 all over again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. I got they can't you. can't even give it a chance. You throw Ed Sheeran in there, it's a wrap. No. <laughs> it's a wrap. That's who's going to win. That, yeah, because they, they would, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Don't let Britney Spears drop an album. Britney Spears drops an album, it's a wrap. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I like his album. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> Yeah, black people. So look, and I want to give it to you. I want to give it, um, give you the record of the year nominees. It's mm-hmm. Childish Gambino. What that that um, that album with the um toilet thing around his head, around the chick huh? head? Oh, okay, that's crazy. Awaken my love. That album. Yep, I'm sorry. Album of the year, Childish Gambino. Awaken my love. And that's only because it's Childish Gambino in my yeah, because that, yeah, that yeah. album sucked. Agreed. I even like he, Atlanta, even though he was my, even though he was my number one person of 2016. I can't wait to do the, the 2017 edition. That's coming in four weeks, right? <laughs> uh, four, 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 Jay Z. Damn, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, apparently, Lord. I don't know who that is, but it's not a. Lord is Lord is um oh she's not a white American but that's um we can never be royals mm-hmm. but that's a that's right. a um that's a white chick okay so if she wins then you know hashtag black Grammys white Grammys <laughs> and then uh Bruno Mars with twenty four K Magic well yeah Bruno Mars should win <laughs> I think so too, <laughs> think like, so too. be honest but we're being honest with there's ourselves. no. The thing was is now I remember it right. There was no American white Americans. White, okay, yeah. 
What I don't even, even I don't even think Ed Sheeran's white American though. If you think I think isn't he from like Ireland or well, something? Maybe it was no male white Americans. I don't know what it was, but it was something that was like monumental, like the first time in history, and and that's why No ID said what he said about, oh look, we have all of this. Black we are the culture, pop culture, and we're the. And culture you know, you, you just heard you just heard the song I was singing from Lord though. That's like very hip hop inspired. We can never be royals. That shit was like that was hip hop ish. You know what I mean? You know what? You know what song is up for um song of the year? What? Meta Cenas. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Despacito is actually the name of the song. Podcast is brought to you by Nesto DP, man. Hey, man, keep rocking. If you ain't rocking, you ain't popping, man. <laughs> I love it. That caught me from left field. All right, um, couple more things before we get out of here because we pushing up on it. Um, NFL, man, y'all trying to right y'all wrongs. Hundred billion dollar proposal? No, not billion. Just a million. In an unprecedented move. For a major professional sports league. The NFL has proposed partnering with its partners, its players, to affect social justice change. Though not all players are in agreement with the proposal. The league on Monday submitted to players the final draft of a proposal that would contribute nearly $100 million to fund causes considered critically important to African American communities. The NFL hopes this effort will effectively end the peaceful yet controversial movement that former San Francisco quarterback turned Muhammad Ali Colin Kaepernick started when he refused to stand for the national anthem last season. So they're trying to a hundred million. So everybody's in agreement, right? No. Nah. Eric Reed. Michael Thomas. Say no. And not the Michael Thomas who plays for the Saints. Not can't guard Mike. Can't card nobody, Mike, for the Dolphins. He uh, Malcolm continues that and they said this. Malcolm continues to have these conversations on his own with the NFL. He's talking about Malcolm Jenkins. And the Players Coalition is his organization. When we agreed to be a part of the Players Coalition, we were under the impression that it would be an organization. We were under the impression that we would have equal say in that organization. But we've come to find out that it's actually Malcolm and Anquan Bolden's organization. Nobody else really has a stake in this organization. Malcolm Jenkins actually wants us to, he calls it, invest. I call it donate. To the company to pay salaries for his staff but again we would have no equity in the organization you know that's, that's some the problem strong with words boy that's the problem with charity you know it's charitable right mm-hmm. like it sounds good but you got to pay the charity's employees so mm-hmm. part of that money is to pay the people that of course all charity, nonprofits. Right? yeah right so uh i get his point but what do you want? I mean, it's just at least a step in the right direction. So you're kind of siding with Malcolm Malcolm um, Jenkins and Anquan Bolden here? A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's something. It, the, the Players Coalition came up with something. And Eric Reed and Michael Thomas, and there was another player, I can't remember, he plays for the Chargers, but they say no. Um, Eric Reed also said it's apparent that the NFL is trying to buy an end to the protest, though. So if you really look at it in that lens, that's kind of icky though, man. Like I don't it, think so. Is it a hundred million dollar hush money? 
Like, like, okay, uh, I need y'all to like essentially, but not really. That's you, not what you, I, that's not that's not the way I would look at it. Okay, I would so look my, at it as hush money. So I would look you, at it as my organization. So I'm I'm kneeling. I cool. I understand. But one, like we said, there has to be an end game. We don't mm-hmm. just kneel for nothing. We're kneeling okay. for a cause. Um, you know, I haven't really been super duper up on the news, like reading about it every single day. But I know that it's. And hey, they have the the police brutality has to have decreased since the NFL players have been doing this. Like officer, I'm, this podcast is brought to you by Officer Friendly. Like he said, if somebody got shot, we would have knew about it. Right, that's what mm-hmm. I think. It would be it would be you know it'd be news front. Um, so you know you brought awareness to it. Not only that, you got your organization to donate, if you will, hundred million dollars. Oh man. What are we looking for? You know, there's a story. There's a parable, actually. I don't know if it's a parable, but there's a story about this guy that was stuck on the roof. You heard that one before, right? Mm, this guy stuck it, on the roof. Tell it. He asked. This guy stuck on the roof. There's a major flood going around the house. The the, the floodwaters reached the um reached the 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 bottom of the roof, and the guy prays to God and he says, "Hey God, please help me here." Guy with a boat comes by and says, "Hey man." I'm coming, like, get on the boat. I'm going to save mm-hmm. you. And he said, no, God is going to save me. Waters get to the tip of the roof. He prays to God, hey, God, can you please come help me? Um, and, you know, helicopter passes by. The guy says, hey, man, look, get on the helicopter. We come to save you. No, man, God going to save me. He drowns, gets up to heaven, and he says, God, I prayed for you to help me. What happened? He said, I sent you a boat and a helicopter. What more do you want? You know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel about it. It's like, okay, cool. So we got we got awareness. We got a decrease in police brutality. And we got $100 million? What more do you want? I Okay, so I think what Eric Reed is kind of saying on principle is you can't buy change. And I get the whole... But we've already okay, no, change. No, I, I, I understand that. But I guess his point is just that he kind of feels like they're conflating that whole, I give you $100 million, now you stand your ass up and you don't embarrass me. Do you feel like those two things should go hand in hand? And I understand how you can, and Aaron, Aaron say Eric Reed, because I don't want to put words in your mouth. I understand how Eric Reed can can understand that, like he, how he can, he can deduce that. But, I mean... Like, okay, so at what point is it not going to be some sort of issue for you? Like, at yeah. what point? So what What would the NFL do? Like, would the NFL hire just black policemen? Like, I don't know. What couldn't the NFL do? They have a lot of money. They're about to pay Roger Goodell $50 million a year. What can, I mean, money talks. So that's kind of, like, and I think that might be I, part I, of it too. Raj, I think that's a part of it too. I think the NFL makes billions of dollars. And if they have enough, I think that $100 million deal that they're talking about is proposed over like 10 years. So I think they're Seven kind years. of breaking, Is how many years? Seven. So $14 million a year. $500,000 per team. If, if Like if I'm breaking it down, just like $14 million a year, 32 teams, that's less than $500,000 per owner or per team. So each team gives 400 and something. So basically... For social justice, you're giving um, the the amount of money for a practice squad player and a long snapper. I mean, 
I I think maybe they they might have something to do with why they don't feel like that's a good idea. Like why they feel like y'all just y'all y'all let them lowball y'all, and now we like supposed to celebrate the victory. And I think that might have something to do with it. I think they feel like, and you know I might be wrong about this, but I think the Michael uh, Michael Thomases and the Eric Reeves of the world kind of think that no, there could have been a better deal there that felt genuine. Because if the only thing that matters to these owners a lot of time is the bottom line and money. Then you 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 so, go on for the you go on for the money. I like how you demeaned five hundred thousand dollars a year. So in, you in, demean that. So if you take, I know in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot of money, right? Cool. We're talking about take, the revenue from an NFL franchise. A, if I if I have a charitable organization, but it don't all have to go to uh, the players' coalition. Like I mean, there's other things to pay Fair for. Enough. If you got Fair stadiums enough. to pay for and whatnot, you know what I mean? There's things. Childhood, like, childhood. money to the coalition. D- domestic so, violence, childhood obesity. I know there's a bunch of things that right? you could be spending money. Play to. 60. Right. So like, so, okay, so I'm giving $500,000 a year per team, mind you. <laughs> like, like, you said $500,000. For, for, per for team. 46. <laughs> per, whatever it is, but it's per team, Per year, there's 30 teams. That if my ch- if I start a charity right now and I can get 30 organizations to give me 446 thousand dollars a year for and, and 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 commit to it for seven years, I feel like I'm doing all right. I feel like that's a, I feel like that might be enough. I don't know what's enough to Eric Reed and the like, but I feel like to me it what's enough. Okay, so when maybe it's been it, enough? maybe it ain't enough. I'm just throwing out a popcorn. Maybe it's just the fact that I don't fuck with um with with Michael uh, Malcolm Jenkins like that. Maybe Malcolm Jenkins then stepped like me and Colin Kaepernick started this protest, kneeling and putting our careers on the line for it. And now they find this little nigga who they think is like, oh, he's a better, he, oh, he's more articulate or he's a better face. Malcolm Jenkins will give you the money in your players' coalition, as opposed cool. to the people who was actually. So it might be some personal vendetta there. Maybe so. Then in then then he has no no quarrel. How's that no, no quarrel though? No meat. Because if there's a personal vendetta and if, if you if you just like you may not have meant to use the word personal, just like home. No, I did I know I def- I absolutely meant meant to use the word well, if personal. If there's a personal vendetta, then you need to you need to chill. Cut it's personal. Chill. Okay, so I'm fighting for this cause and then some other dude who who's kinda kinda like lightweight fighting for the cause comes along. And then they're like, okay. I'm going to make that guy the face now, and we're going to give this guy all of the money and let him decide what to do with it. So I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, dog, I'm the, I'm the one who knows what's going on here. I'm on the streets all the time happening. Why am I not involved in that conversation? I'm breaking with their little whatever, and man, y'all do what y'all need to do, man, but y'all don't want... Because he's talking as though he's not even in the organization. Like The quote said, nobody else really has stake in the organization. Malcolm actually wants us, as he calls it, to donate. Like, he wants them to give them, like, the players to give money as well, but they have no equity in the organization. They said it's, they have no equal say, is what he keeps saying. So, now, so, so, so essentially, essentially, where we at now? Is we, black we're on in a black. Ugly place now. Black we're, black. To, we're fighting each other now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was, hey, man, I'm just giving you what I, I'm just giving you what no, I see and what I, I, I get, hear. I get it. If that's what it is, if that's what he truly believes, if that's what he wants to fight for now, then cool, fight for it. But, you know, when is it enough? I mean, you know, the Black Panthers was fussing with the um, with the Southern Leadership Conference, this, or SNCC or one of them. I remember it was like Eldridge Cleaver and all. I mean, I remember this. The, this happens, man. People, 
be on the same side of the movement, but they have small um, differences between them. And it becomes large rifts on the same side of the movement. So maybe um, maybe the NFL players need to get their shit together with that. Definitely. I mean, that's that's an absolute truth. If that's what it is, if it is what it is right now, what we're talking about, then they definitely need to get their shit together. That's complete. That's the truth. It feels fucking great to be back, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we were able to get back on the mic this week. We're going to bring you all that, that stuff next week. Before we get out of here, let me get some nothing nice to say going. Cue that music up. You know, they say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Nothing nice to say, but I'll go nice. Look, when I was in Louisiana last week for homecoming, we turned the fuck up. That's what we do, man. I was with the Harry, you know what I mean? The Wolf Pack was mostly represented. And about five years ago, we made a conscious decision, you know, us, Team Nice, to not go to clubs anymore unless we were in a section. Unless I'm motherfucking VIP, I don't want to patronize your nightclub establishment. So with that being said, we were sectioned out the whole time we was in the N.O. For anyone out there listening, I always advocate that section life. Buy you an overpriced bottle, sit down, and kick back in the club. Do all that shit. If sections is done right, they're the most mutually beneficial purchase for club promoters and niggas who like to stunt like me and my big rich nigga friends. What I hate is when we drop that loot for our own little piece of America for the night. And we don't get the VIP treatment. Some clubs and some cities just do it better than others. Shout out Houston. Shout out DC. Nah, not New Orleans, not so much. If I got to wait in the line for over 30 seconds, then that's 30 seconds too long. If I can't bring extra people in my section, then I can't really call that shit my section, can I? If I got to flag a bottle girl down for more ice, cups, champagne, flutes, or cranberry... Then I'm working too hard. If I gotta, if I can't stand on the motherfucking couch, fuck your establishment and fuck your couch, nigga. And fuck your $120 gratuity for a bottle while we at it. I know, I know, I know. We paying for the experience. But why do these rules not apply to chicks? Ever thought about that? When was the last time you seen a group of females in a section and they said, Hey, little daddy, you cute. Come have a drink with us. I'll tell you when. Never. I know. I've been invited to chick sections in the club before but it kind of feels like an unwritten rule that me and my homeboys should be buying a bottle for the section matter of fact i think i really just hate the social paradigm of hoes getting everything for free and men having to go in the pocket for everything if i gotta pay everything to keep my man card the least i should be able to do is sexually harass you and tell dirty jokes at the workplace. Maybe lock the doors on the limo and force you to come up too, too, too soon. Shit. I guess if I don't have nothing nice to say, I shouldn't have to say nothing at all. All right, man. So that's all I had to say about that. Um, Raj, <laughs> you got anything to say before we, we best friend certify some work for the week? Yeah, the guest speaker that we had for nothing nice to say don't reflect the views of um, the Best Friend Weekend podcast. <laughs> that was just something we found on Google Images. Not at all. You know. So, people have been talking about that gas pedo. 
gas pedal, the back, uh, the best friend weekend gas pedal certification program. It's not just always music. Sometimes it's going to be cool things like um, fashion. Sometimes it's going to be websites. Sometimes it's going to be whatever, like whatever we best friend weekend certifying. If you listen to the podcast, you rock with us. You listen to this stuff because we, we, we giving you that real. We might actually come out with a mixtape with all our favorite songs though. Um, but this week we got, we got, a um, since we were back home, we had to do it for do it for Louisiana one time. We're doing it for the for the great state. We're doing the D-Bills, Purple Planet. Raj, what you think about Purple Planet? Purple Planet. <laughs> my people, man. PPE. I just ordered me an embroidered hoodie, man. Going, with going. With the initials. Going, going. Shout back, out. back to Cali, Cali. That's not how the song, you see? That's not how the song goes? You're doing the Meta thing right now. Is that how the song go? No. Um, I'm going, I'm going back to Cali. Rising. I know that one. I know that one. California, I'm going back to Cali. Rising. Surprising. Surprising. She realizing. She sizing me up. Her bikini, small. Heels, tall. She said she like the ocean. It's not that y'all. I, I only got one thing left to say. Um, EA Sports is in the game. I really, That's I really... I really do like that song, cut. That's what put me on that D Bills, that EA Sports, <laughs> and hit you with that thing. EA Sports, I like that. Hey, I like that one. I like that one a lot. I remember I, I I told you this story about D Bills one time. The only reason I know who that dude is is because he was the best Wildcat running back I ever seen in high school. I seen that boy play a game in New Orleans one time in the playoffs. Took about forty one direct snaps. Quarterback lead every play of the game. Every player of the game, and I think they might have won. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, so we're gonna let um we're gonna let D Bills and the Purple Planet um family lead us out for um for the, for this podcast, man. Y'all check that out, man. It's on SoundCloud and everywhere, man. Get back with us next week. We back. Best friend weekend, baby. I'm going back to Cali. I'm going back to Cali. Niggas shot me on my back, that's the game they play, but I'm I'm going back, I'm going back, I'm going back to Cali. I'm going back to Cali. I'm going back to the West Coast. When I get up on the bay, that's that best smoke. Uh, California, yeah. Niggas shot me in my back, that's the game they play. Man, I just had a flashback, while blowing on that gas pack, five shots in the back, man, I took that, my girl had a nigga down till I shook back, I shook back, yeah, I cooked back, pounds in the book sack, my Rolex on my wrist, thought they took that, diamonds on my neck, I make your bitch look back, her booty real big, I might have to double back, and I know who shot me, I ain't telling that, I'ma let you know when I push this melon back, where the shovel at, the realest nigga of the year with my metal at, who got the peas on the west bar, pedal at, Next time I pull up, I'm ahead again I'm a little paranoid from the shots in my back Yeah, I got the sack and I'm shopping for the pack I'm going back to Kelly I'm going back to Kelly California, yeah Niggas shot me on my back That's the game they play, but I'm I'm going back <laughs> you was nice. Always tickle you because <laughs> it's just funny, though. Can I not be tickled by um by small things? Small things amuse me. That's that's good. 
a big freak told me that one night. <laughs> right so you can she... still it's like entertainment you know if you got that small meat you can still entertain her in some kind of way you know she was like small things amuse me and i said oh damn that's how you coming i feel unfortunate that i you know i'm in this scenario you know that big the bigger that ass is the smaller that meat is gun that's all it is you yeah, got some girls that you got to have their lemon you know what I'm saying? <laughs> did I tell <laughs> you? Did I tell you about that Lehman? I don't think I actually said this out loud to you recently, but shit, this might be in the the, the in ploopers. <laughs> we were at um, we was at we was at homecoming, and this girl was talking to us, and um, you do know Lehman um is based on a, a, a based on a true story. That's well, maybe not that. Uh, you told me that, yeah. yeah. There's a gentleman named Lehman there, or something. There's like a person that. named Lehman, right? And um, so the girl was like trying to remember how she knew us from college. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know you. And she was like, I know you from social media, but I don't really remember you from college. She was like, we must know each other from Lehman because she used to talk to Lehman. And one of my homeboys <laughs> yells out, what she said about that Lehman? <laughs> that thing, that big dick? That big dick? <laughs> I was... I was mortified, homie. I was like, like it was hilarious, but at the same time, it was like, what are you talking about? Stop it! No <laughs> so he, that, that's not even that man's name no more. No, like not at it's all. become it's become like, like yeah. I got a cousin. I got a cousin named Plank. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's his nickname. So like when planking was out, you know, hey, I'm about to go, I'm about to go do a plank or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it doesn't. That's not him yeah. anymore. It's blanket. Lehman is no longer. He needs to change his name to something because Lehman officially means that wood game. He needs to go by something different than Lehman. You are correct about all of them.